Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. So much for a slow Tuesday. We uh, got some new games. We got some games that aren't happening. As the world turns, uh, we'll keep you all the way filled in here on Nuanez Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Welcome in. I am Coulter Duanas, your host for today, Riley Corcoran, as he does each and every Tuesday, Voice of the Grizz, riding with me. And I uh, got another big show for you today. Pretty interview-heavy show today. We're going to hear from J.D. Partain. He is the head of the Missoula Boxing Club. This is cool. It's a new organization in town. They're the only amateur boxing club in Missoula uh, and the only club since 1993. So I think they're going to do, be doing a lot of good stuff with the youth in the community. So that'll be fun to talk to J.D. We also got some Tagliari for you. It's Tagliari Tuesday, like we do each and every Tuesday around here. And then it's also every other Tuesday... Time for the business angle. Justin Angle will join us about 5 o'clock to talk uh, a bunch of different things, including an update on GameStop, which I find just fascinating. And then 5.30, good friend of this show, Brian Katz, head coach from Sacramento State, is going to join us. Uh, And that then brings us into what we lead with today and uh, the Big Sky Conference scheduling. It just continues to be forever and ever in flux. Montana was supposed to play Idaho this week. The Vandals had to cancel because of COVID protocol issues. Montana State played Idaho on Sunday, so we're still waiting to see what happens with the Bobcats, as then they are supposed to play Sac State this weekend. We're going to catch up with Coach Katz, and we're going to talk about the Big Sky Conference in general, and uh, not much about the games because the games could happen or they might not happen. We're not here to speculate. We won't know for a little while. But cancellations of the Grizz basketball games means a lot of things, which we'll get into here in just a minute, but also some additions. April 17th, a Grizz football game will take place at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Montana will host Portland State. Yes, that Portland State from the Big Sky Conference. So two teams that opted out of the spring season will still play a league game. Rather, you were down in the football offices earlier today. What's going on down there? It seems this is a good. I mean, I I think some people will hate on the fact they're playing a conference opponent and say, why not just play the conference season? But I think it's great. I love it. I think that there was so much excitement in the football offices today, just being around new inside the dens out with Coach Houck. So there's a shameless plug at that. But it's talking about this game and how it came to be. And this has been in the works for a little bit. And what it stems back to, Coulter, is the Big Sky Conference's decision 
to go with the 2020 schedule for the fall of 2021. Bobby Houck's biggest thing throughout all of this, and this is really justified. I know we'll get into this point in a second because there's a lot of people out there that are wondering, well, why aren't the Grizz and the Cats playing in the spring? Well, honestly, that would probably be a disservice to the rivalry. I really think it would. I mean, if there's only 5,000 people that can be in one of the two stadiums, whether in Bozeman or in Missoula, it just wouldn't be quite the same. So the best case scenario for what Montana could do is once they announced the schedule, they knew Portland State was not obviously going to be on it. They don't have to play Portland State in the fall. That's a just a, a tactical advantage, I think, that any coach does not want to play the same team he's going to play in the fall. That totally makes sense. But this has been in the works, and anyone that knows, you know this. Coach Halk and Coach Barney are very tight. They talk a lot um, outside football and just about anything. They're two great dudes. I think you know that if you interview or just get to hang out with either one of them. And so this was basically there, – there's nothing hidden or secret about this. It was more of, okay. Once the schedule got announced, we don't play Portland State in the fall. We need a game on the 17th. Portland State needed a game as well. They were looking for games closer in the area, of course, right, to try and bring a a team to Hillsborough. But, again, you talk about the stadium issues that they have, everything in between. And, plus, Barney loves to take his team on the road, an Americana tour in the spring. (laughs) What what more could you want? But Portland State will bust over here. The Grizz are guaranteeing them $36,000 to come over. And I think it really is a win win for both. This makes a lot of sense. We were just talking about it before we went on the air, Coulter. If you went straight rankings, this is a top 20 matchup. I would put Portland State in that 20 range, and I I think the Grizzlies are a top 5, top 10 team, no matter where you think they should fall in there, but this is a big-time matchup, and you look way further ahead in the spring, who knows what the Big Sky spring season is going to look like. This might be one of the best games that we see all spring, and it just so happens to be from two teams that opted out of the spring season. I, I think it's a home run, win-win all over the place. Uh, curious, your thoughts, number one, and if there's a bad thing that comes from this, because, I, I, again, I just think it's a win-win all the way around. Well, first of all, it's the greatest thing to ever happen to Nuanez now, because that means <laughs> we get to have Bruce Barnum on the show in April. Yes. Uh, Bruce Barnum, the last time he came on this show, it was definitively the funniest segment we've ever done. Uh, we turned it into a six-minute Bruce Barnum match, mashup because it was so classic. <laughs> did, did you get any FCC violations? Have you ever had any FCC <laughs> violations and he, Barney comes he, up? He, he even teased that he wouldn't commit one and then did. Uh, thank goodness we have a good producer that had the dump button ready to go. Uh, but Barney, yeah, he uh, he likes his colorful language. He likes to tell jokes. He also <laughs> likes to make fun of both Bobby Houck and Jeff Choate. Uh, his bit on Choate and the smoothie bar was about as hard as I've ever laughed in my life because if you know, Montana State has done a lot of things in terms of player nutrition, which is very good, but Jeff Choate had made sure everybody knew about it uh, often. And uh, Barney was just making fun of him so bad. But the Dots pretzel story is about as good as it gets, too. I mean, Barney so- sends Bobby Houck a whole entire box of Dots pretzels. This is fantastic, and this comes from Coach Houck's office today when I sat in there for over an hour, and it was great. Um, after we recorded the podcast, he goes, oh, there was one detail I forgot. He goes, we signed this for 36000 but we legitimately put it in the contract three cases of Dots pretzels. <laughs> so Dots pretzels made the contract for Montana and Portland State. That is gold right there. So if you haven't been paying attention... Bruce Dots pretzels are these pretzels that are made in North Dakota of all places that are just delicious. Somehow Bruce Barnum has become the spokesperson for this and he like endorses Dots pretzels. And so the, as the story goes, when Montana lost to Portland state on the last second field goal in Missoula in 2018, Barnum got the picture of the ball going through the uprights and the kicker celebrating that it was good. And he replaced the ball with an imposed logo for Dots pretzels. So this is the ultimate troll on Bruce Barnes' part. But the thing is, that's how you know that Bobby Houck and Bruce Barnum are actually friends, because I don't think you would ever troll Coach Houck unless you knew he was going to have a good sense of humor about it, because that would just not go well for you if he if he didn't have a good sense of humor about it. So uh, pretty entertaining. But regardless, on a football perspective, though, I totally agree with you. Before Portland State opted out, I did a series of stories breaking down the potential Big Sky schedule when everybody besides Sac State was involved, breaking down who I thought would win what games and what games were kind of the games of the week each week and just kind of um, projecting what I thought the season might hold. 
I thought Portland State had a chance to be right there as the fourth team in the Big Sky. And if, if the chips fell their way, they had a pretty tough spring schedule. But I think they were going to be able to have some quality wins that would have then made them maybe a dark horse to make the spring playoffs. And I think in the fall, they'll be like that as well. I know they've struggled the last couple years, but they have a couple key components that cater to having success. They have good talent on the offensive and defensive lines. They have a great player in the player that plays that flex position in that unorthodox defense. The longer you run the flex, the better you're going to get at it because it is such an unorthodox defense. So the fact that they're returning eight or nine starters on that side of the ball and about 10 guys that have played a lot of football is big. But more than anything, they have a four-year starter at quarterback who I think is not just a veteran guy, but he's a really good player. I think Davis Alexander is really good. I think a lot of teams in the league would take him as their guy. I think he's a top three quarterback in I mean, this league. I mean, for sure. We don't, we don't, there's so many new quarterbacks in the league that we don't really know, but I would say he's definitively the second-best quarterback in the league. And I'm not so sure that... I think it's a lot closer between him and Eric Berry than a lot of people give credit for. Berry puts up huge numbers, and he's talented. But I think Davis Alexander's tougher, and I think that he's... Uh, I mean... He's not faster, but he he is as elusive. He's he's just as hard to contain, I think. Absolutely. He's a little bit shorter, you would say, but yeah. I mean tough. The tough's the word that comes to mind. The Grizzlies went out there last year and he had an unbelievably gritty performance. He threw for over three hundred yards. If you remember that hit, I guess that was a couple years ago. But Dante Olson laid yeah, on it, him. It was the two thousand nineteen season. Yeah, sure, yeah, I mean it was yeah, gosh, it just seems so so long ago. I, I still call it last too. year as well. I honestly was like, ago. oh shoot. But regardless he got popped multiple times in that game. I found out from Mike Lund after the game was over. He played through that game with the flu. Oh, boy. I mean, so to add that element to it, he has all my respect. He has all of the Grizzly coaching staff's respect. And, hey, you got a good leader calling the shots at quarterback. You're going to have a chance. And it's just a matter of getting the right pieces in place, right, every year for Barney. We, we've seen that. I mean, he has caught lightning in a bottle. He's got that charismatic personality. And also, he told... Frank Gagola from 406 MT Sports that this is going to be the coolest spring ever. Maybe we can set a precedent with the NCAA that we can pick one spring game sure. one year. I think it's a great idea. And spring leave ball it, relevant, yeah, right? leave it to Barney and Hauk to come up with something like this. Very interesting. Listen to Nuanez now. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, in studio with me. So that's the good news. More football is always a good thing. Spring football, when it's not just scrimmages, is a good thing as well. And the incremental, uh, if not well, uh, very welcome return of football to the docket is a good thing as well. But then we got to go to the other side, the bad news. Montana's series against Idaho canceled today because of COVID-19 protocols. A couple different things worth mentioning here. And then that's going to bring us into a, a discussion about adjusted win percentage in terms of what the WCC is doing and some of the statistics that have been put together and presented to the league's coaches, particularly the coaches at the University of Montana. So we'll get into that in a minute. But the number one piece of news here, is, well, I guess twofold. One, Idaho, I think the fact that this happened on a Tuesday, it's going to make it really difficult for them to be cleared by the Big Sky Tournament. So that's going to affect the entire field because if they're out, then does the Big Sky give the six seed a buy as well? Is that how it's going to yeah, work? Yeah, it would have to. And then seven plays ten and eight plays nine. So you're essentially so eliminating you're a, a game. Yes, you're eliminating a game and a team. But I mean, the matchups, Coulter, are going to be nuts. People aren't going to know here until, obviously, Saturday night, but even more so how many teams are going to be in it. Think of it this way. This is worst-case scenario because we all know by now COVID is a wait-and-see. Okay, we'll see if we clear protocol today. Then we can make a decision from there, which, of course, obviously is the only way you can do it. But for all of these teams... And for the Big Sky Conference, you want to set that bracket Saturday night at 5 o'clock when the final game's played. Well, there's a very good chance they could set the bracket with 11 teams. Then we're waiting on Sunday, on Monday, maybe even Tuesday. Does Idaho clear their protocol? Right. Because if not, then you're bashing out a game. You're adjusting the bracket. It has the potential to be catastrophic. I sure hope not. Obviously, we're going to be down there, so we're going to be right in the middle of, of the mix. But yes, there is a very good chance now that Idaho might have to opt out of the remainder of the season, which, hey, they got their one win. They might just pack it in. Who knows? And it could be a 10-team Big Sky tournament on the men's side. So the other key news factor here is that now Montana will have to win at least two games at the tournament next week 
to secure what what would it be their 17th consecutive winning season is that right it would 16th? be their 13th 13th, 13th consecutive okay. yep okay. 13th because i guess they had a 500 year back then they haven't had a losing season since pat kennedy's second year and, though, and right? that's what it is it's 500 or better or, or better yep. okay so um so it's been a long time since they had a true losing record and then the 500 record. Okay, I, I I get you. But either way, they're one of, what, 19 teams in the country that have had at least 12 years in a row where they've had winning records? Exactly. And the only teams that are on on the bubble for that right now, Michigan State, Duke, Cincinnati, and Montana. Got to be frustrating if you're the Grizz coaching staff because I'm pretty sure that they added that game against Yellowstone Christian because they wanted to secure the winning season, but then they swept Idaho State, so then that game was canceled, and so then all of a sudden, now you don't have that gimme game to give you that extra win, and so now uh, they are going to have to f- figure out a way to win two games in Boise if they want to extend this streak. It's not out of the question, but I also think that this Idaho scenario impacts Montana directly because Montana could have had two wins over Idaho this weekend. You presume that that was going to be the case. So now they move up a couple spots and probably, or at least have an opportunity to get a bye in the first round of the tournament. But then also, if this now sets Montana in at sixth, they would have been playing Idaho, so that could have been another win. I don't know. There's just a lot of ways that this impacts all, all of everything. And recording the coach's show with Travis today, Coach Takir, of course, is that that was the plan, to go on a five-game winning streak to give this young team an opportunity to have a chance in Boise. And on paper, absolutely, it looked great. There's still an outside chance the Grizz could maybe schedule a team. It obviously has to be done safely, but maybe a small chance on Friday or Saturday because you don't ideally want 10, 11, 12 days off before you go to the conference tournament. So that's still out there as far as maybe that 500 record is concerned and to keep that streak intact. But to me, it's more the seed. Montana, and again, four things have to happen, but those four things are very likely to happen. Montana would have gotten a bye. I'll just go ahead and say it. If they would have played their games against Idaho, they would have been the number five seed, played Montana State in the 4-5 game. Then you're talking about maybe a chance, right? Sure. But but now to win four games in four days, it's going to be tough. Who knows? Again, Montana could sneak their way backdoor into a bye as the sixth seed if Idaho opts out. There are still so many options on the table, and unfortunately, this cancellation has just provided less clarity in everything when normally, Coulter, a couple days before the tournament, we should have more clarity. Now we have less. And that's the most frustrating part about these cancellations. Well, there's a lot of frustrating parts about the cancellations, but there it's causing for a complete imbalance in the schedule. And it's been advantageous to some schools and been disadvantageous to other schools. For example, Idaho State hadn't played any of the, the front runners in the league until this last weekend. Because they missed against uh, Southern Utah, Weber State, and Montana State. Their opponent's record going into last weekend, Coulter, 18-41. and 41. Amazing. 30% win percentage is all. They played everyone in the bottom of the league. And so then what's the validity of their record? Where then you look at Montana. Okay, they had Montana State games canceled. So that's, I mean, again, I'm not trying to say that this is an advantage to have these games. But it does impact the power rankings and the seedings in, in the league right now. So then this brings us to some interesting statistics that Nick Halsey from Montana Sports Information sent over yesterday. Thanks, Nick. Uh, this was good info. But this is from um, Ken Palm, right? Yes. So Ken, Ken Palm really does a lot of analytics stuff with college basketball. So the West Coast Conference is doing an adjusted winning percentage to determine their conference standings. and It's, it's using a Ken Palm formula. Well, with that formula then... Basically, you get credit for the games you win and lose against the quality of opponents, and then they determine an adjusted win percentage. So, if you were to use an adjusted win percentage compared to a true win percentage, which right now the true win percentage is what's going to determine the seeding, then Southern Utah would be the first seed, Eastern Washington second, Weber State third, Montana State fourth, Montana fifth, Portland State 6th, then Idaho State would be down at 7th, Northern Colorado, Sac State, NAU, Idaho. So, to me, that indicates that the teams that this has impacted the most in a negative fashion are the two Montana schools because they are higher up, according to adjusted win percentage, than they actually are in the actual standings. And I will say this, right? We've seen every single team play in the league this year. There's a couple people I think that could maybe be on that list, right? If you put this list in front of me and you... X'd out the records. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a pretty darn good power ranking. 
I mean, sure. maybe one or two. There, there's nothing drastic on there that I would disagree with. I would say we've been talking about all along. That's why it's so maddening. Montana, Montana State are the next teams in line after the top three, and this formula shows that. I, I think that it's valid, and it comes from maybe a Montana perspective as sour grapes because, oh, okay, well, if we did it by this formula, then the Grizz would get the buy. But if you take a step back and just look at it from an unbiased approach, it makes a ton of sense because not only the teams that you play, but what this takes into account, home games and road games. Sure. There are some teams that got all their road games canceled and they're right, playing at home. Right, well, right. I mean, so Utah's 14 or no at home. That's how they have a that's how they have 17 wins so far this and year. And of the series that got canceled for them, two of them are road series. So that's four road games in conference play that they didn't have to play. And that who's saying if they're going to win them or lose them, but this is a good way to kind of level the playing field. And it was started off, I, I think Mark Few, I mean <laughs> what it is. Mark Few basically is the commissioner of the West Coast Conference. For Whatever sure. Mark Few wants to do, that conference is going to follow. For he sure. suggested it, and I'm actually surprised that more conferences really haven't caught on, especially just at the mid-major level, right? We're talking, these Power 5 leagues, they can make up the games, and they're doing all this. They have the resources to do it, but this seems very valid to me. I mean, obviously the Big Sky Conference is not going to adjust one week before, but with all these cancellations, I mean, with four games, or excuse me, two games potentially being canceled, one for sure this weekend, I mean, it brings a valid point in in a unique year. This would seem like a, a worthy adjustment if they did so. You're listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as on statewide television on SWX Montana. Riley Corcoran joining me in studio. If you want to get a hold of us, you can give us a call or shoot us a text, 361-3688. That's 361-3688. You're going to want to remember that because in about 25 minutes, we're going to be giving away a gift card to Tagliari Deli, best sandwiches in all of Montana. So stay tuned for that. If you want to listen anywhere on the planet Earth and you're not by a TV or you're not on the radio or or maybe you're on the move, maybe you want to just plug your headphones in, you can use our live stream, which is available on the station website. That will work on all of your mobile streaming devices. All you got to do is go to 1029ESPN.com, click on the Listen Live tab, and there you will be, uh, you will find the live stream. It's presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. A piece of breaking news that's completely off the beaten path, but my brother just sent me this on Twitter. The Kentucky Senate just passed a bill Unanimously, 36 to nothing to allow all high school seniors to stay in school for another year and play sports. Whoa. That's precedent setting, and that could, um, whoa. That could really spread across the country. And if it does, then what does that do to college sports? Oh, that, that was my first thing. Absolutely. First off, Great for the kids to have that opportunity. It's, it's good but for the kids, but that, that's number gonna, two. That's going to oh. raise some weird situations because there's already been situations in Montana, like in Montana, for example, they had to make a rule that you couldn't play high school sports after a certain age because there was some kids that were growing up super rurally and then not going to high school, not going to grade school until they were eight, nine. So now all of a sudden they're 20, 21 playing high school sports. Uh, that's a little bit of an advantage. So we'll see. But this this is going to be fascinating to see if this uh, trickles down. And it was unanimous, too. Unanimous. Wow. I mean, I'm on board for it for the, the kids' perspective. When you look at it from the c- collegiate level and the NCAA and scholarships and just, oh, man, it's just going to create more uncertainty with it. But, yes, trend-setting and unprecedented for sure. Kentucky, you said, right? Yep, in Kentucky. Wow. So we will see. We'll see how that all plays out. I want to circle back to this football conversation because I do think that we, I mean, we understand that there's really nothing in life that's fair, particularly in this year in college basketball. It's just a complete train wreck. And it's really, honestly, it, it, it I feel so bad for everybody involved because at the end of the day, people don't want to say it or talk about it, but we're doing this just for the almighty dollar. And that, to me, really sours my love of college sports it's not just about the almighty dollar. When you get to go to Dahlberg Arena and see all your friends and have a great night and eat some popcorn and watch Grizz basketball, I mean, it's one of my favorite things in the world to do. Same at the Brick in Bozeman. I love it. And not get to see anybody, it just really, really sucks. So regardless, we're going to move on from that. I have a question for you, though. So Montana, if, you, if you're just joining us, Montana is playing Portland State on April 17th. So this is a non-conference we're not going to call it an exhibition game because Coach Hawk would get mad at us. If you're keeping score against another team, it's a game, as he always reminds us. But uh, we'll call it just a um, sort of a a spring tune-up game. But I have the, my question for you, though, Riley, is 
is there an opportunity for the games that are being played in both the quote-unquote legitimate spring season or games like this to influence the opinions of the playoff committee next fall? In other words, if Portland State beats Montana, for example, do, do, they, do you put that into their playoff resume next year? Or vice versa, if Montana beats Portland State, that's a good win. And so then say Portland State's a, a you know a kind of a dark horse playoff team next year. Does that help the Grizzlies' playoff resume as well? That's a great question. I would lean towards no on that because, I and again, this is a piggyback question off North Dakota State too because North sure. Dakota State played Central Arkansas in the fall, yet they are counting that for their spring resume here, which honestly could be the deciding factor whether they get in that large bit or not. We talked about that yesterday, but I wouldn't use this as you know, piggybacking on top of it to count for the fall season. That's for anyone that's even playing in the spring. I, I think that it could influence the preseason ranking and the pre and everything to start the season. And to me, that might be beneficial enough. If Portland State even plays Montana competitively, that is going to be in the eyes of the voters, right? When they put this thing out sure. in, in late August. So I guess that's why I asked the question because I just I don't think you could ignore it, even if it's said that you shouldn't use it. I still think that it's going to be. I mean, either way that this game goes, people are going to remember it, and it's going to influence them even if they don't want it. I think so, and this was a big piece, too. And again, another shameless plug. It just got released, though. There's a, such great information with CoachHalkGoGrizz.com slash Inside the Den, but he answered this. Coulter, I want to get your raw take because we haven't talked about this yet. It's shocked me. I sat across from him today, and he told me all of the stats and the record will count. This will count, count, count in the record, but does that surprise you? It absolutely surprises me. If Marcus Knight runs for 150 sure. against Central Washington, it's going in the record book. See, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because this is going to be a, a point of a talking point across the board in all college sports. Because say you are right now in your redshirt junior year as a basketball player and you've already been scoring. Uh, at a pretty high rate, and now you get to repeat your redshirt junior year and have a fifth year, which would be your sixth year senior year. You could blow scoring marks out of the water. Say Marcus Knight, for example, scored, what, 24 total touchdowns a year ago? Let's say he goes and throws down 15 more this year, It's and then he still has two more years after that. I mean, this guy could score 50, 60, 70 touchdowns. He could shatter the record. I think our records are honestly going to be, and I don't want to say tainted, but they're going to be altered for people like me and you that no appreciate the history and the archive of what Grizzly football and just any other program is involved in. Yes, because... People are going to play six, maybe seven years in some capacities. It's weird to me. I have a hard time accepting it, but, man, everyone's going to count it. Well, and there's also the scenario where, like, in the Division I AA playoffs, those statistics used to count. Now they don't count anymore. So Other way around. You they didn't count. Did, they did count or they didn't count They before. did not count. Now, now they, they do. do. Right. So that makes Dave Dickinson's statistics. I mean, Dave Dickinson threw for like 2,000 yards in the playoffs. And Scott Guernsey reminds me every time I, I see mean, him that he'd be the all-time leading receiver. Dude, you, you put Dave Dickinson's playoff just from oh. 95 into that season, and his statistics are unprecedented in college football. He threw for almost 6,000 yards that year. Threw for like 60 touchdowns. So, uh, and it doesn't count. So, I, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of uh, statistical anomalies uh, yet to be had. Which I'll throw in there too before we segue from this. Why wouldn't those ever count? Who who made the decision back in the day? Sure, hey, playoff right. stats aren't going to count. What do you mean? Why, why wouldn't they? So, that's for another conversation on another day, but that, that makes no sense that they would never count. We got to get out J.D. Partain. He's the head of the Missoula Boxing Club. He will join us next for our youth sports segment. You're listening to, to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hope everybody in Montana is having a great day. If you're listening with us, 
Thank you so much. Listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. We're broadcasting to you live from the Missoula Broadcasting Studios, locally owned and operated. If you want to give us a call, shoot us a text, contribute to the show, it's easy, 406-361-3688. That's 361-3688. You're going to want to stay tuned because we've got a good giveaway coming up here in about, oh, 15, 16 minutes. We're going to give you a gift card to Tagliari Delicatessen, the best sandwiches in all of Missoula. But now it is time for our monthly youth sports segment presented by Pepsi-Cola of Missoula. And we're happy to welcome in J.D. Partain from the Missoula Boxing Club. J.D., how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming down. So tell us a little bit about your organization. Uh, I think it, it explains itself a little bit. It's a boxing club in Missoula. But go a little bit more in depth. I mean, what sort of things are you guys trying to accomplish? Give us some of the history because I know this is something you just kind of brought back to life. So tell us just a little bit more about what you guys got going on. Yeah, so we're a uh, amateur boxing uh, organization. We're registered under USA Boxing. And uh, I, I believe that we're the, the first amateur boxing organization since uh, about the mid-90s, as far as I can tell. Here in Missoula. Here in Missoula. Yeah. But, I mean, there are other boxing clubs down in Hamilton, sure. uh, Florence, Polson, Kalispell, Butte. Everyone's kind of been waiting for a boxing club in Missoula. And so uh, we've just launched this particular club about uh, three months ago. And since you've launched it, the overwhelming support, I mean, tell, talk to us a little bit in numbers, like how many kids have you had sign up? Yeah. Hey, you even mentioned to me, even a wait list already, which is phenomenal yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if it's because of COVID and everyone's <laughs> waiting to do something. Sure. But, um, every week we have more and more kids that uh, get online and they, they ask questions. I have parents that are calling um, and we've hardly promoted at all, but we're already, uh, we're over about 75 kids um, who have registered with the club and we now have a wait list and I checked on it this morning and we're around 15 more. So it's it creates a, some unique um, complications, you know, but we're doing the best we can to get kids in there and give them a taste of the sport. And we're really hoping that we launch well in the fall of uh, 21 when the season kind of comes back to normal. So this club serves kids ages 9 to 19, right? That's correct. So I think this is so cool because I think that uh, if you're a parent out there or uh, you know a young person, I think this is such a great way for kids to learn how to channel their energy, their aggression, their discipline. Uh, my dad was a uh, fourth-degree black belt in Taekwondo, and he ran dojos uh, in a lot of different rural towns. My dad was working in the underground mines at the time, you know, late 1970s all the way through the 1980s, and he lived in a lot of tough mining towns. And one of the biggest issues there always was in the town was on Paycheck Fridays, the miners would then go down to the watering holes, and then all of a sudden, everybody's fighting, and you're living in a 2,000-person town where everybody works with everybody, so now you're fighting all your buddies, and it wasn't good. And so uh, he started training a lot of the miners to try to you know, teach them the discipline and, and sort of the art side of the martial arts. So talk about that element of it, J.D. I mean, it seems like this is a great way. Uh, I think some people would say, well, I don't want my kids fighting, but actually, this is actually a way to get your kids to not fight, right? Right. In fact... Uh the appeal is, you know, for for some kids who already have that level of aggression, um, and what we do is we put that inside of a system that's that's disciplined, that really teaches kids respect, responsibility, and then also a, a strong work ethic. When a kid comes to our club, um, first they're put through. <laughs> Uh, what we call a warm-up, but really it's uh, it's led by our conditioning coach, who is a uh, CrossFit certified training coach, and he puts them through a rigorous workout, and it is intense. Um, but this is one of the most intense sports in America, honestly. And so we have no apologies about how difficult it is. For sure. But as soon as a kid starts doing that, they can see what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. And then... Our head coach, uh, Coach Duran Cafaro, um, who used to be an Olympic, um, he used to compete on the Olympic team, Team USA. I've interviewed Duran a couple times. Oh, was that right? Uh, yeah. What a what a cool guy! What great stories yeah. he has. Yep. He and he's he's does. been involved in boxing forever and ever and ever. Yep. I think he was a former Golden Gloves guy, right? That's right. So yeah. ever since he was eight years old, I mean, he has well over two hundred fights under his belt, and even went pro for a little while, you know. And so that's the quality that these kids are getting, and so they get instruction from this particular coach and then we set them up on stations and we we cycle them through and by the end of the session these kids are leaving and their faces are red their hair's like stuck to their face <laughs> and everything and i keep thinking i'm like oh they're not coming back 
but no way, man. They come back and they come back, and it's it's really amazing to watch kids rise to another level that I don't even think they knew they were capable of. And initially, right away, if they prove to themselves they can do it the first time, then absolutely they're coming back. We're talking with J.D. Partain, of course, in studio with us. Tell us a little bit about your background and also everyone that you have on staff with you. You mentioned a couple of guys, but just everyone that uh, has brought this together and have brought it to reality, but tell us your background. Oh, yeah, it's many hands uh, coming together. The the whole idea actually came from the downtown uh, boxing gym, which is a gym in Detroit. And I encourage everyone to Google it up. It's an amazing uh, organization. And the idea is this. We wanted to be a nonprofit. And we wanted this to be free for the kids. But that doesn't mean it doesn't come without a requirement. And the requirement is they got to bring in their books and they got to do their homework. So we want to know where kids are on an academic level. And so that's, that's their ticket, right? So as, as, as long as they can do that, then they can enter into the club and they can start working out, which is exactly what they did in Detroit. Um, and there's many, many different success stories with that uh, organization. People Magazine covered them, that kind of thing. And so I heard about that particular idea. And I also work with uh, a number of you know, marginalized or at-risk youth. And I've been looking for something that a kid would want that we could leverage for what they need. And so the, we, we really focus on the education side, but then we also want to make sure that we're providing a quality program with boxing. That's phenomenal. Super cool. I mean, one of my favorite athletes of all time is Mike Tyson. And if you know Mike Tyson's backstory, I mean, Mike Tyson was basically an orphaned, petty thief that had been arrested 50 plus times by the time he was even a teenager. And finally, he got the right parole officer that said, you're going to go to this boxing gym. Four years later, he's the heavyweight champion of the world, the youngest heavyweight champion of the world. And so, I mean, this really can't have a gigantic impact on kids' lives, right? And so, just like Tyson had, you know, D'Amato, who was, you know, raising him up and saw the potential in who he was, I wanted to make sure that we had a staff that, um, first of all, loved kids. You know, it's easy to find people who love boxing, but but you got to love kids. And you got to love all kids, <laughs> even the messiest ones, you know. And so we wanted to make sure that we had a staff that really loved kids and uh, would invest in their lives, both, you know, inside the facility and then, if need be, on the outside as well. So, you know, you asked about a staff. We've got a, a conditioning coach. Uh, his, his name's Adam Scrock. We have uh, another conditioning coach named Megan Warden. And then we've got our head coach, Duran Caffaro. Um, we have people who work in the office, who volunteer uh, with construction. If you come into our club, you're going to see that it doesn't look, how do I put this? It's a little sketch. There you <laughs> it's go. safe. But, you know, boxers are great because it's like this is an old car garage that we just sort of renovated and hung up some bags. But we had donations from St. Pat's, Mismo Gymnastics, Zootown CrossFit. Like, a lot of pieces kind of came together to make what we have today. When they say Olympic-style amateur boxing, define that for people. Yeah, so we're not um, – this isn't the same style of boxing that you would find with MMA. Sure. You know? There is uh, – a rigorous set of standards that USA Boxing is going to go through to make sure that the sport is safe. Uh, and so it's considered to be one of the most overregulated sports because, I mean, it is a combat sport, sure. you know. And, and Olympic-style boxing has been around for quite some time. And so when you're thinking about, you know, that style of boxing, you're going back, you know, a hundred years practically so that's we want to make sure we're identifying the, the proper style and i already saw this on the calendar in may the zoo town throwdown yeah. first off i love the name because sure. that, that's a catchy in itself yeah. but tell us about this your first sanctioned event i believe well, is it going to be or just kind of give us the nuts and bolts of what you're hoping for the zoo town yeah throwdown. no that's a great question and and the hoping is the key word because we are pursuing the sanctioning for that. But the LBC in Montana just began sanctioning events. And then also, it's hard to know what the, the COVID standards are going to be, you know, by the time May works its way around. <laughs> we don't know what next week's going to be like, right? And so um, it will be at the Hilton Garden Inn. Um, as far as capacity, we just don't know. But we have a number of clubs all the way back, all the way from uh, Tri-Cities and Spokane to Billings to, I mean, even up in Canada that are excited about coming to this particular event. And so I hope it's a big deal, but yeah, exactly. It's uh Boxing is such a fascinating sport to me in terms of its spot in the American consciousness because for so, so long, 
it was absolutely the most popular sport in America. And I think there's a lot of different things that have gone into why it, it's maybe uh, taken a step down in national popularity. Most of those things are less than savory. We don't have to get into it. But there's also such a great boxing history in the state of Montana. I mean, one of the great books I've ever read is called Shelby's Folly, and it's all about how and why Shelby, Montana went all in on becoming the Tulsa of the Northwest, and it was all centered upon one thing, the Jack Dempsey heavyweight title bout. And they build this gigantic 30,000-seat arena in Shelby. They wanted to make it into this booming oil town. And because of all sorts of crazy things, I mean, go read this book because it's like the Wild West re-encompassed. But then, I mean, if you fast forward 50 years from then, a lot of people would argue that the greatest athlete that ever came out of Montana is Todd Foster from Great Falls. And, and uh, you know, I mean, he rose all the way up to become, I believe, the world champion, right? I mean, I think he was the middleweight champion in the world in the late 1980s. Scott Mance, who was the sports editor at the Great Falls Tribune, when he came on the show and he retired, I asked him who the, the greatest sports story he ever covered in his 35-year career, and he said Scott Foster. So I think true testament to that. Um, but... That has to be fun for you too, right? Kind of bringing this this sport back to prominence around Missoula yeah. and around Montana. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I was kind of curious if it would take. And you know, as we're th- floating the the business model, you know, about a, a year ago, it was very polarized. We would ask people, you know, what do you think? And some people would be like, "Yeah, that's so awesome! I can't wait!" And then other people would be like, "Ah." Eh. I don't know if I agree with kids hitting each other in the face. You know, it's it's very polarized in that sense. Right. And so it's hard to know what the popularity is going to be like, but it's been hands down just overwhelming. My endorsement for this would be to tell people <laughs> there's a pretty good chance your kids are going to hit each other in the face no matter what. You should right. just teach them how to do it in a safe and right. productive exactly. fashion. If you're going to do it at all, <laughs> right. you might as well have headgear, which, you know, amateur boxing yes. always has headgear. And that it being monitored by refs or coaches. Uh, we recently had a sparring session in Kalispell, and it was well monitored by all the coaches, you know. And it's interesting to watch kids when they first you know, make that contact, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of a defining moment. You're mm-hmm. sort of in or out. Either like that. it or you don't. Yeah, that's it. It's like, you know, see what happens. I couldn't be more proud than, you know, of all of the kids that we took up there, you know, and, it was pretty impressive. And, and tell us where you're located, kind of the nuts yeah. and bolts for people yeah. that are out there going, man, this is cool. Where are they at? How, how can they get in touch with you? I don't know if you guys are taking any more on your wait list since it's already there, but just kind of give us the nuts and bolts for people that are maybe hearing about this for Absolutely. the first time. So, we would love to have as many people as possible. There is a wait list, and I recommend you get on the wait list. We're doing everything we can to sort of open that gate as much as possible, right? We're located um, at 1633 South Avenue, which is uh, a row of shops that are kind of behind the old Flying Squirrel facility. Mm-hmm. Is that, yep. Does that help? Yep. yep. Um, and you'll see our sign in the window right now. It's Missoula Boxing Club. And you can go to MissoulaBoxingClub.org and that's the best place to go to find out everything that we do. J.D. Partain, it is our youth sports seg- segment presented by Pepsi Cola of Missoula. Pepsi Cola of Missoula, proud supporter of youth athletics from around the, uh, the state of Montana. JD, this one's been awesome. We really, we wish you the best of luck. I will definitely be showing up to the Zootown Throwdown if we were, if you guys are allowed yes, to have fans. Yeah. yeah, that that Thank would be you. that'd be awesome. But uh, good good work by you co- contributing a good cause to the community. And uh, go check this thing out, people. I think this will be a great outlet. Kids ages nine to nineteen can be a part of this, and I think it would be awesome for any and all youths. So JD, we appreciate it. We're proud of you. Thanks so much for coming in. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Listening to Nuanez now on 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Stick it right here because we got free Taglieri for you on the other side. We also have our weekly Treasure State Stars. Nuanez now back after this. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home
Shout out Isaac Brock. Helena, Montana native. There's a lot of good musicians that came out of the state of Montana. There's also a lot of great athletes that came out of the state of Montana. That's what we talk about each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on Nuanez Now. One-stop shop for all things sports around the Treasure State. You're listening on 1029 ESPN Missoula or maybe watch it on SWX Montana Television. If you want to give us a call, shoot us a text. You're going to want to do it right now. We're just going to do this right off the top. Third caller, we got a $25 gift card to Taglieri Delicatessen. This is the best sandwich shop that I've been to, really, period, but it's definitely the best in Missoula. So give us a call right now, caller number 3, 361-3688. That's 361-3688. Our sandwich that we are going to get to enjoy here uh, on the... uh, in the midst of this segment and maybe in the break, it's the Sublime. This has got all sorts of, of goodies on there. I'm going to let Riley just go ahead and open that up. Riley Corker, by the way, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanez, in only here for the studio. Exactly, exactly. I think it's so funny because you and Tutel, my <laughs> former co-host, you got one one thing in common. You guys both always forget that it's Tagliari Tuesday. <laughs> and so then you're even more surprised and happy that this is uh, going to really nourish you in the midst of this live radio show. But give us a call right now, 361-3688. About 25 bucks to Tagliari Deli to get you started. And uh, if you don't win, you're still going to want to go down there and check it out. They keep on doling out a new sandwich to us each and every week when they keep on getting better. It's a great spot. They're also going to be uh, involved in our uh, tournament takeover. Riley and I are both headed to Boise next week. And we're also going to be in the uh, in Indianapolis for the NCAA tournament as well in a couple weeks. And uh, we are putting together a bracket challenge. Paradise Falls is going to be our title sponsor of our bracket challenge. So we will have a March Madness bracket for everybody to fill out. It'll be an ESPN, it'll be an extension of our ESPN Missoula account on ESPN.com. So you want to stay tuned for that. But we're going to put together a huge prize for you. we got at least $400 in cash uh, for the winner of the Bracket Challenge. And we're also going to have a couple Tagliari gift cards in there. We're going to have a couple Desperado gift cards in there as well. So uh, we're going to continue to build the prize pack leading up to Selection Sunday. So it'll just keep on getting better. But stay tuned for that. Tagliari Deli, Tagliari Delicatessen in Missoula. It's your best sandwiches uh, anywhere you're going to find in the Garden City and beyond. It's time now for... Treasure State Stars. Treasure State Stars is presented in part by the Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union has so many perks. Free rewards, checking accounts with cash back, high dividend rates, and ATM fee refunds. Parkside Credit Union offers the best mobile and online banking experience in Montana. Parkside Credit Union is always investing in tech and always saying yes. They're also proud to sponsor our Treasure State Stars, which we do each and every Tuesday. I went off the beaten path for Treasure State Stars this week. Usually we're highlighting a lot of individual high school athletes, which is definitely one of our favorite things to do. But we're going to go a couple different directions with this Treasure State Stars. So, Treasure State Stars, number one, the Carroll College women's basketball team. Carroll College won their third Frontier Conference title in four years last night by defeating Montana Western. Daniel Wagner and Christine Denny, who are two outstanding seniors for the Saints, they combined for 30 points. And Jamie Pickens, that name probably sounds familiar to people around Missoula, she had 17 points and 12 rebounds. Uh, She was a former Lady Grizz. So congratulations to Carroll College, Rochelle Sayers, a great coach, and she's done a great job in Helena. Our Treasure State Stars number two, it parlays from that. The Frontier Conference also released their all-conference team yesterday. So congratulations to the following young ladies for becoming first-team all-league selections for uh, the Frontier Conference. Both Christine Denny and Daniel Wagner, both seniors at Carroll College, as well as Jamie Pickens, all three aforementioned. They are all three first-team all-conference for uh, the Frontier Conference. Providence, which is in Great Falls, their seniors, Parker Essery and Emily Maldonado were both first-team all-league selections in the Frontier Conference. And the team was rounded out by Montana Western junior Brindley Fitzgerald. That name probably sounds familiar as well. She started her career for the Montana State Bobcat women's basketball team. She is also related to several of the Fitzgeralds that played football here at the University of Montana, uh, including Greg Fitzgerald, who was on Montana's 1995 national championship team. So congratulations to those uh, first-team all-league Frontier Conference selections. Treasure State star number three, Dylan Gee. He poured in 22 points to lead Broadus past Melstone last night. 
Yeah, 49-43 win. That was a challenge game. I love the divisional tournament challenge game. I love the challenge game, and I love some Eastern Montana love. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, it's always cool when you get a challenge game and somebody comes up big in the challenge game, and Dylan Gee did did just that, and he helps lead the Broadest Hawks into the Class C State Basketball Tournament for the first time since 2014. It's pretty good uh, because you know where I'm going with this. I've stumped you two weeks in a row. I know. And so uh, part of me is thinking you're picking these stars to make sure you know who the school (laughs) mascot is. Of course, the Melstone Bronx, right? That's that's right. Okay, all right. Keep going. Very good. (laughs) Treasure State star uh, number four. Another one from off the beaten path is Jesse Royer. Jesse Royer is from Sealy Lake. He's a 44-year-old dog sled racer, and he is competing in the Iditarod. He has been uh, had a third-place finish in the Iditarod Trail Sled Dog Race. If you're not familiar with the Iditarod, oh my gosh, what an event! Like what a what a test of human will. You basically have to freeze your butt off for like a <laughs> month with dogs pull you on a sled. But he's gotten third back-to-back years, and he is a legitimate contender. Uh, in this race, so that, that that would be very cool. Could you honestly imagine being in the Iditarod? I, no, I, I, I mean, not even one day could I do it, let alone what these guys do. I mean, it's pretty phenomenal, and I and it sounds crazy that I'm saying this sitting in the chair. I wish it got covered more. Like sure. that is a phenomenal. For sure. Like so, I'd sit with all the garbage that you see on TV. I would absolutely sit and watch that for a while. I don't know how they cover it, following cameras, but still, I'd try. Yeah. So Jesse Royer, she's from Sealy Lake, and uh, she has been third twice, and now eight. She's had 18 tries at this thing. It's a thousand mile event. So. From all of Montana, wishing you the best of luck. All right, the last two Treasure State stars, I'm just going to highlight the teams that are headed to the Class A state tournaments. Those are going to be the first state tournaments that we have at the high school level. So on the boys' side, Dillon remains undefeated. They're the top seed. They're 14-0. Laurel, Ronan, Hardin, Polson, Lewiston, or excuse me, Lewistown, Billing Central, and Butte Central are all headed to uh the Class A boys tournament, the Billing Central and Butte Central teams are the defending co-champions, but Dillon and Polson, probably the overwhelming favorites, headed into the boys Class A state tournament. On the girls' side, it'll be, it'll be held at the Four Seasons Arena in Great Falls. And you have Haver, here's the layout. This thing starts on Wednesday. It opens up with Haver versus Hamilton at 9 a.m., then Columbia Falls versus Glendive at 11 a.m., Ronan versus Harden at 5.30 p.m., and then Billing Central versus Whitefish at 7.30 p.m. You know what I liked about that? Billing Central in both brackets. Twice. I was going to say there's not many, but both, but Ram Pride, go Rams you gotta think. There. You got to think on the girls' side that Billing Central is, is the favorite because they, they've been dominating. Maya Hansen's a very, very outstanding player for Billing Central. Did you see their divisional championship game against no, what, Haver? What Unreal. They, Hansen, I mean, acrobatic and dramatic at the very end, but Hansen, to no surprise, made the game-winning shot. Central beats Haver, but yeah, phenomenal game at Metro Park. Yeah, those will be great tournaments. We'll have you, keep you updated throughout the week and into the weekend and into next week as well. Uh, Treasure State Stars is presented in part by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op provides a 95% carbon-free footprint to their members. Missoula Electric Co-op is focused on renewable energy, and they've created three solar community programs for members to take part in and benefit from. If you want to learn more about these sustainable energy strategies, just go visit MissoulaElectricCo-op.com. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Justin Angle, the business angle, right after this. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.